0: and welcome back to the bailed up podcast now where i've got a broken wrist and hopefully you haven't now it's been a few weeks in that because obviously i broke my arm and well yeah broken arm, you can't really do much with a broken arm, so sorry that it's taken six weeks for another episode, but this episode has been in um, the pipeline for a fair many weeks, for a while, and it's going to be the best episode, in my opinion. First off, we're going to talk about the Guinness World Record, followed by the Weekly Whack, then Obscure Rules, and then a story that happened, if you are following my Instagram at Podcast, then you will hopefully see this post where... Something very special happened uh, involving Lords, which is also known as the home of cricket. Now, before we get started for today, um, remember to go check out my Instagram at bailed up underscore podcast. And let's get into the podcast for today, episode 21 of the, the Bailed Up Podcast. Now, it's always been my dream to break a Guinness World Record. It's always cool when you see the TV shows and they hand over the Guinness World Record. And this is the story of how I, Albie from the Bailed Up podcast, got a Guinness World Record. Guinness World Record Part One. Now, the first off, I went on uh, the first step I wanted to do was I went on uh, tried to find out what some cricket world records were, and there are a few that I came to, came to mind. I could I don't know run the longest run up in cricket history. But that was six kilometres, so I don't think I would be doing that. Then there was also um, another one I thought could be all right, was balancing a cricket bat on a chin, uh, which was two and a half hours, which is just ridiculous. And and then there was also most ducks in a test career, which is, I don't know, I, it's a bit far-fetched. want to play test cricket, but hopefully not too many ducks. And then I found this one longest line of cricket bats and the good thing about it researched about it everything about it and also no one has attempted it yet which is the main priority when looking for a guinness world record if you don't really know what to break a guinness world record and you can't be bothered balancing a cricket bat on your chin for two and a half hours then i think this is the one i uh, appli. i uh, sent my application. It took a few hours to do it, and big news came through. Obviously, I, I did break my um, arm from um, over the last few weeks, but I could also say that I've been waiting on the application. It said it would take 12 weeks to get back um, the application and say it was approved from Guinness World Records, but actually, it only took a few weeks. It came back. Application has been approved, and I just need your guys' help. Uh, The main priority of this Guinness World Record is obviously to break the Guinness World Record, but it is also to raise awareness for um, hopefully breast cancer and also mental health. They're two um, big issues and two um, issues that coincide with cricket internationally. So if you guys can um, uh, help me uh, get some sponsors for the event, um, it will help a great deal because then we can raise some money and uh, break the world record as well. Then, when I got the application back, it said that the when they set a Guinness World Record, they set a minimum bar of the amount you have to do. It was 1,000 cricket bats, and I guess it makes sense, because you don't just want someone going into their backyard with five of the cricket bats they own and placing them down. Here we go, I've got my Guinness World Record. But, it was a bit more than that, to be quite honest, because it's 1,000 cricket bats, so... The minimum uh, I want to try and set is 1,200, 1,200. And I need your guys' help, as I said previously. Uh, Follow this podcast, share this podcast, check out my Instagram and all that uh, so we can break this Guinness World Record. And I was looking through the application for it and you need a fair bit of um, evidence. You need people there. It has to be in a straight line, obviously. You need a... A, um, There's just hundreds and hundreds of pretty much hours of work that needs to go into this, so I really need you guys to get behind this. This is only part one of this Guinness World Record series. We're hoping to break this in um, the middle of the Australian summer, and um, so we can get as many people coming along as possible. So uh, that's it for part one of Guinness World Record mini series. Tune in um, for more. The mini-episodes of the Guinness World Record so you can find out how you can get involved and also how um, uh, uh, If we break the re- a world record or not, so that is Guinness World Record moving on to the next segment Now it's been a while since we've had weekly whack Obviously, it's been six weeks and in that six weeks. There's been heaps of cricket news Almost not enough to fit in this uh, few-minute segment. So we'll get as much in this segment as possible. And that is, of course, this is the Weekly Whack. Let's get straight into it. The Australian women's cricket team have won gold at the Commonwealth Games. It was the first time since 1997 that cricket has been featured in the games. Uh, They played against India and it was a tight final for the gold medal match. India won uh, silver, obviously, and then uh, New Zealand played England to win bronze with an absolutely demolition game. Uh, Sophie Devine just went berserk like she usually does. She just hammers the ball. It's great to watch. And speaking of the Australian women's cricket team, Australian women's most capped captain, Meg Lanning, is to have an indefinite break from... Um, uh, from in international cricket for personal reasons cricket australia came out and stated uh that the welfare of their players is our always our number one priority and will continue to work with me to ensure she gets the support and space she needs it's a good idea she's been playing non-stop for the last few years in quarantine and well done meg lanning for speaking up and um uh, having a break because you really need it. It's a, it's a great idea. She's a great player and a legend of Australian cricket. And hopefully she can come back in a few months when the Australian, um, international summer begins and do more amazing things for the Australian women's cricket team. Some famous T20 international stars have nominated for the BBL draft. These, um, T Twenty stars include Kyron Pollard and Fafshu. Sees many um, England stars like Joss Butler. People who have uh, previously played in the BBL, who are international players, but also um, non uh, uh, people who uh, players who have never actually played in the BBL. So the BBL draft, some say, um, if it's a good idea or not. I think it's a magnificent idea. The BBL draft, the BBL in general is needing something like a draft to get more international players into the competition. It's feeling like last year it was a bit, uh, a lot of people were saying it was a bit too long of a competition and I would agree there was, it was a bit too domestic and I think it needed some um, international players so well done to the BBL for introducing this idea. Trent Bolt from New Zealand needs to step down from international cricket, wanting to spend more time with his family. He has been released of his contract, but is still available for selection. He said in the last couple years of his um, career, he wants to spend more time uh, with his family, but uh, obviously, like I said, he is available for selection. But New Zealand cricket has said that it's going to be difficult for him to be selected when he's not... um, doesn't have a central contract but Trent Bolt really um, is passionate about spending time with his family which I think is great so um, good luck Trent Bolt he's the number one ranked ODI bowler so hopefully we can see him play for the Black Caps in the future a bit more the Australian cricketers led by um, Aaron Finch and Pat Cummins have donated the prize money to the Sri Lanka Economic Appeal for UNICEF um pat cummins is the unicef australian ambassador so it's good to see all the other players get behind the captains of the australian cricket team and donate to a really worthy cause it's good to see because during the test matches we actually saw some protests going on in sri lanka so hopefully this money can um, go to a greater cause than cricket The 100 has begun in England with history being broken already. It's only been a couple weeks and Australian Alana King took the first women's hat-trick in the 100 on her 100 debut while Will Smead, a young um, English batter from, I don't actually know where he's he's from, from, he was playing for Birmingham Phoenix and has scored the first 100 in the 100 with 101 not out. He went berserk. He is a very good player. Hopefully we can see him for England in the white ball sides in the future. And uh, our last piece of news, New Zealand have won their three-game T20 series versus West Indies with a pitch named a um, Spinner's Paradise Uh We've seen in the last couple of years, West Indies um, have been said to be a white ball dominance. But it seems that they've been overrun by many different sides over the last couple of years. And hopefully we can see uh, West Indies regain some form going into the T20 World Cup in October in Australia. That is all we have time for today on the Weekly Whack. Moving on to the next segment. What kind of rule is that? This is obscure Rules. Welcome to Obscure Rules where we obviously talk about some of the most unknown rules in cricket history. Now today um, we've seen some many unknown rules in this podcast and obviously in cricket in general. But this one I think tops it. Obviously we know that uh, players aren't allowed to touch the ball. But this was a new one to me. And it starts with South African batter Pillay. Um, he returned the ball to um, to the wicketkeeper while the ball was in play without the team's consent. This was against to the uh, this was against the West Indies, and he was deemed out by the umpire. And it uh, obviously when these unknown rules happen because a lot of people don't know about it the um umpires come together and they speak about it a lot so it takes a while for these um decisions to be made while in an actual match and this is the actual rule world by word it is law 37.4 returning the ball to a fielder either batter is out obstructing the field which means that they um take the ball and throw it back to the bowler which is uh not allowed um At any time while the ball is in play and without consent of a fielder, he or she uses the bat or any part of his or her person to return the ball to the fielder. So I'll explain what happened with um, the South African batter. He went for a big expansive cover drive, nearly chopped the ball onto his stumps and then um, hit the ball away from the stumps, which you are are allowed to do because uh, you're allowed to because just cause. And then he picks up the ball and throws it back to the wicketkeeper. And now the West Indian players didn't seem, they didn't seem that annoyed about this, but it is against the rules by law 37.4. And Pillay was deemed out. So that's a very confusing rule, and hopefully we can see it. If you um, have ever seen this rule in an actual game, uh, let me know on my Instagram because I'll be absolutely bewildered if this has actually happened in an actual game because it's a very specific rule and a rule that doesn't happen at all in international cricket and probably not that much in club cricket at all. So that is my obscure rule for today on Bailed Up. Moving on to the next segment. Now, I've always wanted to go to Lords, also known as the Home of Cricket, it was pretty much the birthplace of cricket, and is home to the Merrillbone um, Merrill Cricket Club, the MCC, which pretty much makes up all or like makes up all the laws of cricket. It is a very historic place, and it is a the home of cricket, obviously by its name. And this is the story of how this podcast, the Bay O'Rourke podcast, was featured at the home of cricket. Now, as I said, I've always wanted to go to Lords, but I'm 15, I have to go to school, so I can't go. My brother, who um, decided to go to Europe, said he would take some stickers and stick them up at Lords. I waited months and months, sent him messages, and he said, yep, I'll go, I'll go. And he sent me, this is the story of how it happened. He walked up and obviously it's ...pretty much in the centre of London, Lords is... ...and because it's such a historic place... ...he told me right away... ...I don't think I'll be able to stick it up anywhere... ...because it looks like it's a very clean part of town... uh, ...where Lords is... ...so he couldn't uh, stick it up anywhere... ...but he did one better... ...at... ...I tried to say stick it up... ...at uh, at least three main places... ...and I said... ...on one of the signs... ...on a fence or at the Lord's Tavern, which is right next um, right next door to the Lord's Cricket Ground. These were the three main places I thought of. But obviously, you can't stick it anywhere, because I think it's illegal. So we didn't. What we did is we put the sticker in front of a camera and took a photo with the Lord's in background. If you want to see these photos, you can head over to my Instagram, at bailed up podcast, because it's amazing that we got bailed up to be featured at the home of cricket. Coming all the way from Australia, we didn't think it was going to happen. We couldn't, the dramas of it all were unfolding. We couldn't stick it up anywhere, any, even at bus, uh, bus stops, we couldn't stick it up. So we just decided to take photos of it in front of the famous carved out stone Lord's Cricket Ground um, opening gate and also right behind the massive Marylebone Cricket Club pavilion that is so famous for so many reasons i can't believe we got from a small podcast in um uh, in in australia to then getting featured pretty much at lords also known as the home of cricket and it's all down to you. If you want to see the photos, obviously, follow my Instagram at bailed up underscore podcast, and let's move on to the outro, because that was the story of how this podcast was featured at the home of cricket. Thank you for listening to the 21st episode of the Bailed Up podcast. Now, as the Guinness World Record attempt at heads uh, closer and closer in mere months in january as i hope it will be um happening uh i really need some support so hopefully you uh if any of uh, the listeners have any links to any sponsors, that would be great. So hit me up um, and DM me at Up underscore podcast and um, give me a shout because it would be really good support um, for this great cause that we are hoping to do a lot for, which is really important and greater than cricket. So hopefully we can use the sport of cricket to make a big difference to the world. Thank you for listening. Remember to share and uh, all that and... This is the twenty-first episode of the Battle Up Podcast. My name's Albie and Albie's out.